Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. God uses the simple. God uses the simple to do the, the super, I guess. He wants to use you and I as well. Like he wants to use you in great ways today. Let's pray before we get into this message this morning. God, thank you. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this, uh, this, this time that we get to just lift up your name and to worship you in this season. God, help us to remember that. Put everything else aside. Yeah, Santa's fun and, and the gifts and all the other things that come along with it are great. But God, here and now, I pray that we would just be able to focus in on you this morning to remove all the distractions, put them aside. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. Awesome. Let's give our worship team another round of applause. Say thank you for the effort to put in of work for songs that you only can do once or twice a, a, a year. It's um, kind of kind of that one of those deals. Hey, um, fourth December the 22nd, December the 22nd, that's our Christmas Sunday, and that's the Sunday in which we're going to uh, kind of pull all those Christmas songs out together, and I would encourage you, man, please come back for that. Please invite some friends and some family for that. Invite people even for next week as well for our RC Kids Christmas party. We just want to make sure that we're really, really emphasizing uh, the cool things that are going to be happening uh, through uh, this Christmas season. After the Christmas season, we're going to be um, launching into in January a, 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 a time of prayer and fasting, January 5th through the 25th. So uh, don't worry, New Year's Day, you can eat whatever you want. But January 5th through the 25th, we're going to do a 21-day prayer and fasting. And that's something that I'm just kind of preparing you for now, um, that maybe you would just uh, say, God, what would you have me to give up? It could be that you would give up a meal a day. It could be that you give up a type of uh, food. It could be that you give up a media like something some people give up social media during that season but we're praying into the new year and we're fasting into the new year because we believe that has an impact even a, a bigger effect on what we do uh i mean as we pray and uh, so i just want to encourage you uh for that and let you know uh, because believe it or not like that's leading into our birthday can you believe that renew church is going to be one year old on january the 26th yeah let's let's hear it for that let's hear it for everybody that's made that a reality um, because it has been quite a, uh, a quite a ride for us, and uh, it's hard to believe it's been a year. Um, but we're super excited about the days ahead and what God's going to be doing. So this morning, I want to speak to you on, uh, and, and Keith's probably, uh, that's, that's awesome. Thank you, brother. This morning, I want to speak to you on the dangers of cults. Christmas, really? You're going to talk about cults on the da uh, um, dangers of cults at Christmas time? You know, a cult is a person or a thing that is popular or fashionable. This feels a little hot, Josh, back here uh, in, in, in my uh, monitor. But a person or thing that is popular or fashionable, especially among a particular section of society. A society. So, so that's what a cult is. It's something that's popular or fashionable, person or thing. And these cults, they will suck you in and they're constantly like reaching out to you and sending you this propaganda, giving you this stuff that will try to grab you. And once you become a part of the cult, and maybe you know people that are a part of these things, it's almost impossible to get out of it, isn't it? You've maybe met some people like that. 
You know, there's thousands of cults in our world today, but one of the more recent and most dangerous today involves the lighting of candles, these sacred aroma scents, and the use of lotions for purposes that I don't fully comprehend. These, this cult in particular, gives the people give thousands of dollars to this dangerous cause. Just yesterday, it caused my wife, along with hundreds of other women in our community, to wake up at one in the morning and drive to the location of this cult and give money to be a part of it. Maybe you've heard of it. Do you have it on the screen? Let's put it up there. It's called Bath and Body Works. And my timing is way off, Josh. My timing is way off. Anyway, that was a joke. Are we having trouble with the slides, gentlemen? Okay. Um, Bath and Body Works. Do you guys know about this thing called Bath and Body Works, this store, where they can get people up in the middle of the night? Like, my wife was asking me. She was like, Trevor, um, I'm going to go because they open at 1 a.m. Who opens at 1 a.m.? They open at 1 a.m. And, and to buy some candles. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But she saved you, actually. She might have saved you from the chaos that comes with that. But supposedly there's some sale. So ladies are, like, circling around the London Square parking lot to buy candles at a discounted price. I said, mister, you're not going. You're not going to get sucked into that cult. You're not going to be a part of that. You can get up at 5 a.m., but you can't get up at 1 a.m. So she did it at 5 a.m., and still the line was insane to do that. Anyway, I guess we're, we're having media issues. We're having all kinds of issues. I fell off the stage today. I almost just want to go to bed right now, literally. I don't know what to say, but that's what the, the, the way the day is going. But Christmas is just like that, isn't it? Christmas is crazy too, isn't it? That's, that's how the, the, the uh, society and our, 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 our commercialism gets. I mean, the 1 a.m. sales at Bath & Body Works, the gifts, the lights on the house, the baking, the presents for the kids, presents for the teachers, presents for your neighbors, presents for your pastors, presents for your pastors, in case you didn't catch that. Just kidding. Uh, the snowball fights. Uh, never mind, we live in Miami. The white elephant gifts. The gift exchanges. The Christmas caroling. Has anybody ever done Christmas caroling before? It's awesome. If you've never done it, it's super fun. You should do it. Just go shock some neighbors, man, and, and, and let them know that you like to sing, uh, you know, fun songs in front of their house. Getting the tree, decorating the tree, the presents under the tree. Man, like all of this. And, and now there's these special, like, customized ornaments and so you got to do it, and it starts with Trevor and Misty and the year and a teddy bear behind a, a candy cane or whatever it is. And then it's Trevor and Misty and Emily, and then it's Trevor and Misty and Emily and Macy. And now they want to put, that's where I drew the line, and I, I just boycotted it. Not that I really have much saying it, but Trevor, Misty, Emily, Macy, and Trixie, the silly dog. Like, that's not, that doesn't count. But that, that's, that's how our society is, right? And all the Christmas mu- music and the programs and the kids' plays. And by the way, your kids are practicing even this week, even this Sunday. They're practicing for a special song on our Christmas Sunday, which is December the 22nd. That's, what, that's, our, that's our special Christmas service. So make sure you come back. Make sure they come back because they're going to be on stage all dressed up and singing a wonderful little Christmas song. And they're going to love it and you're going to love it. So make sure they come. 
And then there's the parties, though. There's, there's all of that. There's the work parties and the school parties and grandma's parties and your parents' parties and your in-laws' parties and small group parties. It's so, so complicated. Anybody ever just wanted to cancel Christmas? Anybody like me? Anybody a Grinch like me? Just a couple of people, right? Just, just want to, like, push, like, fast forward on it. Don't, uh, I, I'm sorry that I'm that away sometimes. Don't judge me. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but it's also the most stressful time of the year, isn't it? Like, it can be so stressful. It can be so complicated. And this morning, I want to talk to you a little bit about this message of simple Christmas. Are we going to have slides today, by the way? Okay, I think your thumb is up. So Luke chapter 1 is the verse. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And that's important that you know that because that was prophesied that Jesus would be in the line of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and he said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. I mean, let me stop right there for a second. How many of you want favor? Like, how many of you want to experience? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Some of y'all don't want favor from God. I don't know. Like, I love the grace of God, but I've been kind of like thinking more and more this year about the favor of God. And I really want the favor of God on my life, on my family. Can I ask you one more time? How many of you want the favor of God on your life, on your job, on your home? Man, that's what, that's what we need. And Mary, the, the angel, Gabriel, the, the, the angel of good news, that's what his name is, he said, don't be afraid, which obviously you'd be terrified when an angel, this massive winged creature, shows up in your house and, and brings you some kind of a message. But he says, don't be afraid, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and you give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin Angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God. I love this. I've been kind of meditating on this, just this little verse this week. For no word from God will ever fail. For no word from God will ever fail. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is God's word, and we're thankful for it this morning. I want to talk to you a little bit about the simplicity of Christmas. You, you see, Mary and Joseph, they were simple parents. They were simple parents, it, it, righteous. They were God-fearing. They were faithful. They were simple. Joseph was a carpenter. 
And can you imagine the distrust for the emotions that he was feeling? Can you imagine what was going through his mind as he was watching his fiance that he had never been with, that he had never slept with or had any kind of sexual interaction with, watching her grow in the midsection? You see, in carpentry, everything is cause and effect. It's pretty black and white. There is no, like, um, you know, you can kind of pretend to build something and it happen to come together. No, if you put this together and this together, it's going to make this thing. If you put these two items together, it's going to create a table. Uh, that's going to make a chair. This is going to be a building. But you have to do the work. It has to happen because of the work that you do. But that's not what Joseph felt. That's not what Joseph was dealing with. Joseph was seeing like something supernaturally happening in his fiance, and he had nothing to do with it. This is a side point, but your feelings are not accurate measures of the rights of the wrongs of an action. In other words, just don't live on your emotion all the time. Stop living by the, the feelings that you're having in your life. Matthew chapter 1, this is Matthew's gospel. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew has a, a pretty descriptive uh, story, the Christmas story, but then Luke gives his kind of um, uh, perspective on what happened with the birth of Christ. Matthew's, he says this, because Joseph was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So he had talked to, uh, you know, he had, he had um, said, you know, this... I, I care about you, but if you've been unfaithful, then I don't want to be with you. I don't want to father this child. But he was respectful to her. Mary, she was a Jewish virgin girl. She was actually a teenager, is what they believe. And, and the angel goes to her and he says, you have found favor with God. And her response is, I'm pure. Gabriel, I've never been with a man, much less my future husband. And the angel says to her, no, the Holy Spirit will conceive a child inside of you. And this is truly the Son of God, he says to her. This is going to be what we know as and what we, we, we uh, understand in our theology as immaculate conception. In other words, it happened by a miracle of God having nothing to do with anything physical. The supernatural happened in Mary to birth a child. And Mary's like, I, I don't know what to say. But I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Another point is, is your character will be revealed by your response to the unexpected. Your character will be revealed by your response to the unexpected. How many of you know Mary's character was revealed right then? She says, may it be to me as you have expected. Instead of saying, no way, or I've got to do something about this, or I've got to get rid of this child, or this, this, there's something the matter with me, she says, May it be to me as you have uh, as said. What does your character reveal about you when the unexpected happens? Does it show that you've got maturity in your life? Does it so, show that you have strong faith? Or does it show that you are very immature? You're very emotional. You're very just, however I feel at that moment, at that day, that's the way I'm going to be. I thank God that Mary wasn't that away. I thank God that Mary said, okay, may it be, O oh God, as you have said. They were simple parents, Mary and Joseph, living a simple life. And just another point is, is that your social position is of little importance when God chooses to use you. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've done, if God chooses to use you, it doesn't matter 
your previous or past accomplishments. It was a simple humanity. That's the second thing. It was a simple humanity. Jesus was a simple, like, human being. Yes, he was fully God, but he was, as we know it, fully man. Think about those first 30 years of his life. He was a baby. He had to learn how to walk before he could run. He had to, to, to learn how to read and how to go to school. And all the things that he did, he did just like a little kid would do. He was a teenager. He had feelings. He became a young adult. He, he was a son. He was a brother. He became a carpenter following in the footsteps of his earthly father. He wasn't the savior that they expected. He was simple and it was an example for us, even for us, to follow. Simple humanity. Jesus, in his first 30 years, was very, very simple. Not the king that you would think. Yes, he was a king, but he was a simple king. And yet, somehow, this king, 2,000 years later, is still trending. And let me tell you, he will trend a, long, a lot longer than Yeezy ever will because he is the one true king. Like, literally, how many kings have lived and died in our world today? Of how many countries in our world today? And nobody knows the names of any of them except for King Jesus. This simple king born to simple parents. In fact, in gatherings like this all over the world, there's an upwards of 2 billion people that will celebrate the birth of this little Jewish boy. But there's got to be more to this, right? Like something, this, it can't be this simple, right? Because when we celebrate, we go big. And so it's got to be bigger. Like Christmas lights on the house isn't enough. We have to do something bigger. We need the 10-foot tall lawn ornaments and holograms and projectors and real snow and the house that sings as you pass by. We need it to be big. So how could this be so simple? How could this be so small and insignificant seemingly? Like we celebrate. We celebrate. When we celebrate, we do it up big. We celebrate all kinds of things. The big Super Bowl win until next year when the next team wins. And the newly elected leader until we find, about, find out about the scandals. And the winner of the voice until the next one comes out. Like, Jesus didn't have a Snapchat. He didn't have a Twitter. The one that you follow, that's not really him. Trust me. Uh, he didn't have email, TV, or People magazine. He was a simple baby born in a barn or a cave. I'm not sure what it was. But some angels told some shepherds that Christ the Lord was born. And those shepherds weren't the greatest network communicators of their day. They weren't that important. They were shepherds of sheep, real sheep. And yet we still somehow celebrate this baby from the little town called Bethlehem 2,000 years later. Jesus was simple human he was a simple king. How does all of this happen? How does it still happen? Simply Jesus. Simply Jesus. That's the only way it can happen. In the hustle and the complexity of the season, when it comes to Christmas, let me just remind you, it's simply Jesus. And in the midst of everything that kind of gets in the way and distracts you, including Santa, pictures with Santa, including all the parties and all the fun and everything else that we are going to do and we're going to participate in, here's what I want you to get from this message. I want you to be simple and slow down. To have a merry, renewed Christmas, be simple and slow down. Enjoy this moment before it becomes a memory. 
I know what some of you have been through, and some of you would trade it all for just one more meal, one more Christmas, one more memory with the one that you love. So whatever Christmas is for you, regardless of the past, let's experience the Christ of Christmas this year. In an ever-changing world, he is an unchanging God, and he is with you through everything you're facing. The other reason to slow down is maybe because we don't know how many we have left. Honestly, we, we really don't. For me, there's maybe 40 left, but maybe there's four left. Or maybe this is the last one. I don't know. But I can't take it for granted, and neither should any of you. Don't get me wrong. Nothing, there's nothing the matter with the recipes and the presents and the parties and the shopping. But if you forget why we do it all, the reason for the season gets sidetracked. So remember this Christmas to simplify the things. Be simple and slow down. The same thing can be said about our Christianity. The same thing can be said about our faith. Like, think about this for a second. When it comes to Christianity, it can get pretty complicated, can't it? Like, it does sometimes, right? Like, church, which one should I go to? And worship, what is your style? And the Bible, which version should I read? And how long should I read it? And what books do I need to read? And small groups, what should I, who should I go to? And there's so many choices. And serving, and we talk all the time about jumping on the crew and being part of the Renew crew to serve on kids ministry or teens or uh, with our media or greeters or security or setup or outreach or the hospitality team or the worship team. We have all of these areas, the homeless ministry, which is an amazing outreach we did even yesterday. All of these things to get involved in, it gets complicated. Then there's prayer, and how do I pray? Do I pray the Lord's Prayer, and, and, and is that enough, or is there more to it? Or, or how often should I pray, or do I pray before meals, or do I pray before I go to bed or when I wake up? Baptism. Now, when I'm older, like I'm in my mid-40s, should I be baptized if I was baptized as a baby? Should I wait if my child's too young, or what do I do? Is it too late? What if I've already been baptized? in the complexity of everything that we call faith and Christianity, can I say one thing that I just said a minute ago about Christmas? Be simple and slow down. Be simple and slow down. Enjoy and be present in this moment and have a simple faith. You see, we're good at complicating this thing called faith. But today I want to simplify it a bit. Some people think that this personal relationship with God is something that only theologians can comprehend. It's simple for though it's though it's simple for everybody to understand. And this is kind of the the, the uh, conclusion for this message. And keys, if you want to start making your way up, I'm gonna uh, I want to talk about this for a minute, and I want you guys just to kind of prepare your hearts for what I'm sharing with you in the simplicity of this this season. Here's three things that would simplify this faith that we call Christianity. It's called the ABCs of your faith. And the first one is, is to A, admit. To A, admit. Admit your sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In Romans 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Like, 
keeping that verse up for just a second, the wages of sin. In other words, sin has a, uh, uh, something that you earn from it. You earn this because of the, the choices that you make. Your wages for your sin is death. But the, the second part of this verse doesn't say the wages of God is eternal life. It says, but the gift of God the free gift of God is eternal life. So in other words, you can work and work and work. You can do and do and do and you can live this way and you're going to get it. You're going to get that sin. I mean, you're going to get the result of that sin, which is death. But the gift of God, that's the hope that we have. It's a free gift. is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Sin equals spiritual death, and spiritual death equals eternal separation from God. But admitting that you're a sinner is the first step of repentance. It's the first step of the ABCs to this faith that we call Christianity. Admit it. The second one is B, believe. To believe in Jesus, the one that was born to simple parents, the one that lived uh, a simple human life but died a, a, a martyr's death. Not because he deserved it, but because we deserved it. John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So after you've admitted that you've sinned, after you've admitted that you've done the wrong that you've done, the second thing is is to believe on Jesus Christ, to believe in Him. And then the third simple step to the ABCs of our faith is to confess, to confess, see confess. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and you are saved. So after you admit that you're a sinner, after you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, then you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In other words, more than, and I've said this before, more than just the title Lord doesn't just, like, it's not another name for God. It means, hey, Jesus, you are Lord of my life, and there can only be one Lord. There can only be one, one person at the, on the throne of your life. So when you confess him as Lord, you're saying, hey, you are in charge of me. I give you my everything. I give you my life, my kids, my job, my family. God, I give you everything that's me. You be in control. God, you're the boss. Confess Him as Lord and as Savior. It's the ABCs, and it's as simple as that. So now what? If you do that, if you admit, you believe, you confess, now what? Let me say, stay simple in this. Stay simple in this faith. Like, there's some things that you ought to do once you make this decision. But it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be like seminary training type stuff. Like, that's not the way that I saw Jesus with his disciples. Like, he literally just walked with those fishermen. 
He literally walked with those tax collectors. Yeah, I mean, he was their, their, um, their rabbi. He was their teacher, but like he just walked with them. That's how he did it. It wasn't in a classroom setting. It's just every single day walking with Jesus, doing Jesus, the, doing the things that Jesus did in the footsteps of Christ. So man, that's, that's what I would say. Stay simple by walking with Jesus. How are you going to do that? By, by finding out what he did. Get into the word. Like one of the best places when I tell new believers where to go in the Bible, because the Bible's like 15, 1,600 pages long. That's a big Bible, and those are tiny words. That's a lot of pages. Where do I start? Genesis is great, but once you finally get to like Leviticus, it starts getting a little bit confusing and stuff. I say go to Matthew 5. Matthew 5, and Jesus is, and I've said several different places, but I love Matthew 5 because it's Jesus' first recorded sermon. It's the first time when he's like out of the time of his humanity and he's beginning his ministry, that 30, 30th year when he's beginning the ministry, and he stands up on this mountain. And in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, he just begins to tell them like it is. This is how you need to love. This is how you need to live. This is how you need to forgive. This is how you need to pray. Matthew chapter 5. Take like five verses and read it. Sit on it for a week. Be simple and sit on it for a week. The next week, sit on the next five verses and sit on them for a week. And just read those five verses until they come and become a part of you. Be simple, but allow the scripture to be able to become a part of you. Be simple and read those words. If you've already read Matthew chapter 5, read it again and again. But then you could also go to Jesus' brother James. I love Jesus' brother James. It's five chapters in the, in the New Testament right after Hebrews or before Hebrews. It, it, and it's so practical. It's so just like life-giving and it tells us how we should live and how we should act. It's a great place to be. Jump into those verses and then jump into our New Believers class. It's going to be starting in January. We want to help you. We want to walk with you. We want to help you take these next steps. Second thing is pray. So I'm giving you the whole. I'm giving you the whole gamut right here and right now. Like this is everything you need to do. Yeah, I mean, obviously it can grow, and there's there's more you can do. But if you're if you become a believer, if you ABC this thing today, admit, believe, and confess, then start with that word, and then begin to pray. Oh wow, that's where I draw the line, Pastor. I don't know how to pray. Come on, man. Prayer is not what you think it is. Prayer is talking to God. In fact, one of my most effective prayers was on a highway about 14 and a half years ago. My wife was pregnant with my firstborn daughter, and, and we, were, we were spinning on the highway, Interstate 20, on our way to our family at Christmas time. It was raining, and our car just like hydroplane and spun like out of control like four or five times and it was crossing over the median before they had put the divider they have the divider now I think we were the reason for it and literally we were about to come into oncoming highway traffic and I saw the semi that could not slow because of the rain I saw the semi and we weren't going to stop and it was my most effective prayer I've ever prayed you know what it was God help God helped and he heard and he answered my prayer you don't know how to pray then just say that God help God help God help two words he knows if you're praying in Jesus name yeah there's some things you ought to know it isn't you know but come on man pray and just start getting alone with God to talk to God tell him what your deal is what your situation is because he cares 
It's conversational. It doesn't have to be theological. It doesn't have to be religious. Just talk to God. So get into the Word. Pray. Be part of us. Be part of us. If it's not us, then get into another fellowship. There's some amazing churches in this town. Christ Fellowship is an amazing church. Calvary Chapel is an amazing church. Fellowship Church is an amazing church. Generation Church, Pastor Richard Merrill, Coyle Gables is an amazing church. But get into a fellowship. Get into a church. Find a place to get involved. Be a part of somewhere, somehow, where you can be encouraged and you can encourage others. If you go to church and you, come, you, you leave every Sunday and you're like, oh, I don't go to that church because the pastor, you know, I'm, I'm just not being fed. I don't know what to say to you. Like, there's, there's got to be a part of it that you're doing. There's got to be an active piece of this that you're doing. Like, you have to go and do this. If, you're, if you go to a gym and you want to get stronger and yet you just walk into the gym and you just look at those weights and you're like, wow, I can feel like I'm going to get stronger right here. Any, any minute, I'm going to get stronger. But you don't do anything with those machines or those weights. Are you going to get stronger? No, you got to do something with that. you got to do something with this too. Like you've got you've to put in what you want out, you got to put in. But become a part of a place, become a part of a fellowship where you can, you can become stronger, where you can not only be fed, but you can feed others, that you can be a part of this body. 1 Corinthians 12 says the body is a unit made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. So I encourage you to become a part of us. Jump on crew. Go to Growth Track today. Find out your spiritual gifts today. And let's find ways to put them into action today. Like, I love the spiritual gifts profile. Can't say it enough. I love the fact that in 45 minutes, we can just, like, have a conversation. Because you took a 70-question a, a little quiz. It's not hard. It's, it's a, a personality profile that says, this is what I'm strength. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. And then I see those, and then I'm like, let's talk about that. What have you done with that? Why is it so strong? Why does this stand out for you? How about you do this? How about you get plugged into the church in this area because of that? Like, it's an amazing, amazing tool that we do every other Sunday on the second and fourth Sundays, and that's happening today right after the service. I'd encourage you to do that so that you can, in fact, jump on crew, be a part of the Renew crew. Connect in a group. We, one of our core values is we disciple in small groups. Several groups meet around the cities and homes and other locations on different days of the week. And this is where relations are built, relationships are built and your faith is strengthened. Again, if you're not getting anything out of it, if you feel like you're not growing, it's because you're not putting anything, anything into it. So you need to do it. You need to take those steps. Yeah, it's a little bit of a sacrifice, but it's worth it. Like with anything else, it's worth it. And that's it. That's it. That's all I want to say. Admit, believe, confess, and then start start that walk with God. Start walking with Jesus. You may not know everything to do or not do, but let's just start walking with Him. Don't walk away from Him. Start walking with Him. After declaring Him as your Lord and Savior, don't just leave it there. I'm gonna. We're gonna. Musicians, come on back. 
We're going to sing a song. I'm going to give a closing uh, invitation, opportunity for you to respond to this message uh, in, in whatever way that God is speaking to you. But as you stand with me, would you stand this morning? Prepare your hearts to, to say, God, what is it you want to do in my life? Don't worry about the person next to you on your left or on your right. As we sing this song, no, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to just give you an opportunity to respond. And you can say yes to God. You can say no to God. You can say whatever you want, but you are going to respond one way or the other. Even if by doing nothing, you are still responding. Let's make a decision today to say yes to Jesus. Sing this song.
give him praise today. Yes, sir. Let's give him praise today, man. Come on. What a powerful name it is, amen? I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about them. What a powerful name it is. Come on, man. Like he died for you, right? He died for you. He saw you in your sin, and he died for you. What a powerful name it is. He's worthy of our praise. Trust me, I get it. I, get, I have those days, too. I have those feelings. Sometimes I just get to spit it out. Y'all are like, whoa, calm down. But it is a powerful name, isn't it? He's a, he's a good God. He loves you. He cares about you. He cares about every detail of your life. And as I said, this is that opportunity for you to make the declaration, for you to make the decision. It may be a first-time decision. It could be a recommitment to Christ. It could be a coming back. It, it could be that he's been pursuing you coming after you and you're like all right this is it i need to do this i'm tired of running because i know god's pursuing and this isn't an emotional thing this isn't one of those deals where it's like like let me let me try to get them to make you do that if god's not speaking to you just be cool with that just be like all right i'm good i don't hear from god right now so i'm good pastor me and you will be still cool and everything but i believe god's calling on some people he's knocking on the door of your heart as the old preacher would say and you have the decision if you're going to let him in if you're going to open the door and let him in if you're going to say no 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 this is still my heart this is still my life it's still my world i run things or today you say i declare jesus as lord and savior i admit i'm a sinner i believe on jesus and i confess jesus as lord Today's that day. Bow your heads with me, would you? Close your eyes with me. If you would say, Pastor, here and now today, I'm going to ABC this thing. I'm going to admit, believe, and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Whether it's your first time or your 31st time, if God's speaking to you today, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, today's the day for me. I see your hand in the back, sir. I see your hand up front here, sir. I see your hand. I see your hand. Yeah, let's give a round of applause. There's hands all over the room. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. So, Lord Jesus, you see hands, but you also see hearts. It's supernatural what you can do in us and through us. It's supernatural the way in which you came into the world, that you came through this simple girl, and you were birthed in a, in a simple humanity to die a, a martyr's death for me, for us. So God, we're making a simple declaration to you. We're asking you here and now today to be Lord and Savior. We're admitting our sin. We're not perfect. We've made plenty of mistakes, including this guy, myself. But God, we're believing on Jesus and we're declaring him Lord and Savior. And we're just saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I thank you, oh God, for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. This is your prayer. You're praying it as I'm saying it. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. God, save me and make me brand new. I want to live for you, oh God. So help me to walk with you. Help me to live with you. Help me to hear from you. Help me to pray to you. God, just help. God, help. That's my prayer. I pray that for each and every one of these people today. And I thank you, oh God for how good you are. 
in their in, in what you're doing in their hearts and lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people, including the brand new, brand new Christians, all of God's people together said, Amen. Amen. Let's give a round of applause. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Man, I, I am I'm so excited. I'm so excited about what God's doing in your hearts and in your lives. Man, I don't have that influence. I really don't have that influence. I'm just this like crazy white guy from Homestead and I just moved to Kendall a year ago and God called me to plant a church. So I'm, I'm doing what I can, but I don't have the influence that you guys do. And I'm asking you to do it your part, like to, to live out your faith, to carry it, to, to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to tell people, listen, I just gave my life to Jesus. I surrender my life to God and it's the best decision I ever made. And if you've never done that, you ought to come with me. You ought to be what you've got to experience what I've experienced. Man, you could change somebody's life. Not just for the day, not just for the week, not just for this life, but for eternity. Like, how many other things can we offer that has an eternal, like, like no ending impact? There's nothing. You could give somebody a new car and in six years they're going to be like, I don't care about that car. Get that car away from me. That thing's too much trouble for me. But you get a new life and you get a new life and you get a new life. How much greater is that? There's nothing greater. Man, I pray that you'd live that out. Share that with others. Tell somebody of the good news. If you made a decision today, fill out the card. There's a connection card that's attached to the, the thing. Let me just show you. This thing right here, it's right here. You just tear it off and you drop it in the box on your way out. And it gives your name, your email. And if you decided to follow Jesus, you check the box just so I can, I, I can uh, follow up with you. I can give you a call or an email or something like that. I just want to, I want to help you. I want to help you make steps, take steps like we just shared. Praise God for you. Thank you. Mikey, come on back. Thank you, Pastor Trevor. Thank you, thank you. Man, to hear all those hands go up, like, that's what we talked about this morning. And, like, Renew Crew, like, when we had our huddle at 9 o'clock, we're talking, like, remember why we do this? Like, we're not doing this because we like Trevor. We're not doing this because we like the breakfast. Like, guys, because we came in this morning, we sacrificed our morning, we put up a church and a school. It wasn't here. People are going to heaven today. Man, like, come on. It, that gave me goosebumps like we got used that he honored that like our sacrifice man i gotta wake up early in the morning god said you think that sacrifice like watch how i'm gonna reward that like you have brothers and sisters crossing that line from to life because of that sacrifice man who is not excited about being a part of that like who is not excited about being a part of a church who is giving life who god is using man i, I can i can go on but we gotta close this service but that was just on my heart and for the renew crew like man I, I love all you guys man like man this is such a great church man amen 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 this is the part of our service though where we we worship God through the giving of tithes and offerings and and like Pastor Trevor mentioned earlier we um on December the 22nd we're having our Christmas service but we're also going to be doing a Christmas offering and so if, if you have a gift that you want to give to the church, it's not going to go specifically just to, you know, the, our regular tithing stuff. It, 
This money that you can give on December the 22nd is going to be able to go to our RC Youth, so our, our youth ministry that is launching in January. So if you have any middle school to high school uh, teenagers who want to be a part of that, let them know that we are getting started in January, but we need funds. We need, we need to be able to, to do the things that, that, that God's put on our heart to, to carry out a, a ministry in this city for, for our youth. So we have that. We also have our homeless outreach. Um, the food's not free. Like, we got to get it from somewhere. And, and the money that we do put into that is, is going into changing these people's lives and showing the, the love of Jesus. So the, you have an opportunity to give to that. Also to missions all across the world. Uh, Bahama Relief, they need it. This, this money that we're giving is going to changing lives. And um, also, number four is to renew church number two. It's not here yet. But God has put it on Pastor Trevor's heart, and we want to start building towards that and, and, and seeing God work through that. So it's going to give us all an opportunity to be able to give to something bigger than, than ourselves. So let's pray for that right now. God, I thank you for moving in this place this morning, God. I thank you for bringing us all together, Lord, to be able to just fellowship with one another, Lord, and, and, and be in your glory, God. We thank you for the opportunity. Lord, I pray that you bless this offering this morning, Lord, as, as we give to you, Father. We know that, that you're going to give us way more, God, than, than we can ever give to you, Father. Bless these families this morning, Lord, as, as they continue to go out through this state. Lord, we thank you again for just your presence and for your son, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed. Have a great day. See you